Welcome, everyone, to episode two of the Absolute Game of Nerds, The Hunt. And this episode, why I'm dressed in orange and have my Red Rider BB gun here is because Rohan and I, your hosts, Rohan and JP, are going to be talking about The Hunt for 181. Now, this is not going to be like Lunch Money Comics or Mint Hunter Comics where they are out in the wild. They're going to find the deer or the 181. They're going to shoot it or buy it bring it home, gut it, clean and press it, uh, mount it, or send it to CGC. You're not going to see us do that. In today's episode, what we're going to talk about, Rohan can tell you what we're going to discuss today. Yeah, we're going to discuss uh, both JP and I hunting and hopefully at one day acquiring uh, Incredible Hulk 181. What is Incredible Hulk 181? It is, of course, the first full appearance of Wolverine. Um, and of course, maybe that statement alone uh, is controversial because I know there is a big debate out there about which is the first true appearance uh, with Hulk 180 versus 181, which is where we'll uh, start uh, our discussion. Um, so quite frankly, how I feel about it, like I get um, why one, people say 180. If you look at the last panel in Hulk 180 where Wolverine jumps out there, I mean, it fully says... If you really want to tangle with someone, why not try your luck against the Wolverine? And I mean, he's in full. It's not a piece of him. It's the full thing. However, how I personally feel about it is like there's first appearance and more first full appearance, or you can say first cameo and first full appearance. So like this is one panel uh, versus like he's in the whole issue in 181. And I'll also add because of the cover of 181, which I said last week is in my opinion, the best cover there is 181 is always going to be the money book it's the one you want um, and it's obviously the why it goes for a lot more than 180 um, so jp you got any thoughts on that no i would agree i think it's um you know definitely the cover is probably what does it for 180 or 181 versus 180 and i'll show the two different uh, the other cover here i mean it's a great cover the yellow uh just pops out to you i mean anytime i'm in the wild looking for that book and i see that yellow cover or red and they they you know they catch my eye so it definitely does have a lot of um you know pop to it but it's still it's not not a cover appearance it's not you know it's the cover and it's the actual you know him being in the full episode whereas 180 it's just a small appearance at the end and he's not on the cover so um you know we we both want this book for for probably similar reasons um but well i think we both wouldn't mind having both books just to be safe in case something changes someday right i mean we can go back and forth to which is considered you know cgc one day could change and i was talking to someone about this today and if you look at one or excuse me amazing spider-man 252 and marvel team up 141 prior gradings you know from a year or so ago list 252 as the first appearance and then it lists 141 as the second appearance or tied with spec 90 spectacular spider-man 90. now cgc has changed it and it now says tied so asm or excuse me team up 141 now says tied with asm 252 as a first appearance so they changed their mind so could cgc change their mind someday on hulk 181 and 180. I don't know. 
I think we're safe to try to have both of them. But, you know, can our wallets really take that kind of a beating? I don't know. So um, I, I think I think uh, we'll all be I think, again, I think your best bet, though, is still going to be 181. Yeah. So. And, you know, it's one that caught my eye from days ago. And, you know, something that I'm going to show here on the screen is wizard book this is my wizard book from 1992 wizard number 15 the incredible hulk value for number 181 was 270 dollars in this episode now we both could have bought this book back then for 270 dollars as opposed to you know what would a what would a graded version go for today you know somewhere around eleven thousand for high grade or mid grade i can't even see what it says but you know it's around what forty yeah, half forty five hundred dollars? Yeah, your mid grades are gonna be, you know, yeah, four to six, seven thousand. I mean, now a nine eight is, you know, it's gone. I think the record is what, one hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars for a nine eight. Um, and there is one nine nine on the census, uh, and it went a few years ago for hundred and fifty. Uh, and many predict that if it ever comes to sale, it'll be a million dollar book. Uh, uh-huh. I have, you know, I don't think uh, for our purposes that we're either of us are going to be acquiring any high grade ones, although that would be nice. I think we win the lottery, maybe. <laughs> yeah, realistically, we're looking at low to mid grade one, which for me, as long as it looks great, uh, is perfectly fine for me. Now, as a kid, you know, we both could have bought this book for a lot cheaper than what it is today. And back then, 300 bucks seemed like a lot of money to spend on a comic. So I didn't do it. Uh, there was All many right. books I didn't buy. You know, I, I didn't spend more than a hundred bucks on a comic. If, if even half that, you know, 50 bucks was might've been what I spent. Cause again, we did this with money we earned from work or from Christmas or whatnot. And, um, didn't get bought. The trade didn't happen. And here we are 25. What is that? Even longer than that? 30 years 30 later. Plus years, yeah. Yeah. 30 plus years later. And it's now a, you know, for the value for the grade you and I are probably looking at somewhere between three and $4,000. I'd yeah. say. So, you know, definitely both of us want 181 over 180. I think it makes sense to have both at some day. But if you had to make a preference, like you said, 181 is definitely the one. Why is it? I mean, it just was that childhood grail. That's what I would say. Um, there are yeah. many grails, but it's one that really took off. And it's, you know, one that's really just climbed in value. Again, it's come down, but it's still you know, way more expensive than an ASM 129 in the similar grade. It's still more expensive than, um, you know, name a few other books that are, it's just, it's just the, it's sought after. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about last week, right? My three first favorite characters growing up, Batman, right? Tech 27. That's a lottery winner, kind of Powerball winner kind of acquirement. Silver Surfer, FF 48 and Wolverine. Just Hulk 181. So that's why I want it. This is like everything we loved as a kid. It's this right here. Yep. And it's it's a great looking book. It's, you know, it, uh, you know, it's it. And that's one thing I want to get maybe get into next is that it is. It's like deer. You know, I don't I'm not a hunter. I, I mean, I, I have gone hunting and when I go hunting, I don't see any deer in the woods. You know, none, none that I can shoot. When I go to cons and I want to buy the Hulk book, it's out there. It's everywhere on eBay, like deer, whenever I don't want to hunt. You know, I could hit one in my neighborhood. I could, I could, you know, shoot one in my backyard because they're all around, just like this Hulk 181 book. But when it's time to pull the trigger, 
it seems like it's 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 hard to do. Either the deer's not there or that book's not in the right condition or the cost isn't there. I don't know. It's just that's uh, I just find it to be intriguing how it's always around. But yeah, if you're not easily if, acquired, if you're someone that has funds available, you could buy 10 Hulk 181s a day, right? At any given time, there's probably a dozen or so. I mean, you could see on eBay alone. Uh, if you do a lot of comic book stuff on Instagram, I would say probably two or three Hulk 181s of varying grades pop up a day. Uh, and if you go to a con of any kind, almost every dealer will have a 181 on the wall for sale. So if you got the money to go get it, like it's not a hard hunt, right? It is just, you just got to go get it. Like it's right there available for you. Yeah. And I, I went to a con uh, about a, no, a couple weeks ago with the intent of bringing a bunch of books to trade and some cash to buy a 181. And I met a gentleman who had just bought an, bought a collection for $30,000, a, a huge collection. I think it was 12 or, I don't know, 12 or 20 long boxes full of Bronze Age books. And he got two Hulk 181s and he, he got a giant size X-Men in that collection he bought. So he wasn't willing to trade for that book at that time because he just put out $30,000 for that collection. So he wanted cash for it. There was two other guys that had this, this book as well. One was missing the Marvel value stamp. The other one was missing a page. They weren't graded, obviously. You know, do you drop the money on those at that time? I mean, it was, I could have bought them. I was ready to do it. Uh, but the trade value I got wasn't there and the books weren't perfect, right? So again, it comes down to maybe, you know, you, you can get these on eBay, but are you going to win that? Are you going to win the, uh, you know, the auction, are you going to have to do a buy it now and spend more money on it? So, you know, and, you know, the other thing too about it is it is quite available, like we said, but is it, is it a good investment? Yeah, I will say too, I mean, and this is our own personal thoughts. This isn't like your investment advice. Right, I think if yeah. you're going to go for it and buy it, um, I think one, it's got to be complete. And that means it does have the Marvel value stamp. Even though I think the idea of the Marvel Valley Center is like, I mean, there you can get a book that's complete, say, and it could be missing a bigger chunk than the chunk that it would be the Marvel value stamp. But like the idea of like getting this book, sending it to CGC and getting a green label would just be like getting punched in the nuts. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that would just be especially when you spend the amount of money or however you go about getting it, like the work it takes to get that and then to get a green label like there's enough out there with it that there, I don't see any need to buy one without it, in my opinion. With a Marvel value stamp. Yes. With a Marvel right. value stamp. Yeah. Well, so let me ask this other question too. So we were just talking today, you and I, and you said you got some books back from CGC and the ASM 252 came back in a, in a crappier grade than you thought. And it was because of a stain that you didn't see. That would be my concern with buying it raw. I'd much rather buy a graded version maybe pay some extra knowing the stamps there, knowing that it's graded, that it's going to hold its value and there's not going to be any surprises from CGC yeah. is my thought, because to put outlay that kind of money, unless you just trade a bulk of books for it, I think you're running a risk. Now, you know, we do that every day with books we buy. I mean, it's just a dollar figure that makes the difference and makes it more severe if it comes back from CGC in, in that way. So, um, I'd much rather buy a graded book and I had some reservations even buying it. Um, 
at that last show because the one gentleman had said, you know, this, it's just missing the middle, you know, the centerfold. It doesn't affect the story. I don't know if it's going to come back green label. Come back, uh, yeah, incomplete. So, I mean, unless you send it to CBCS and they come back with a blue label, but it says <laughs> incomplete in there and it fools the heck out of you. I almost bought one, you know, with that because it was a much lower price. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you run the risk. And in my opinion, it, it I look at this book as an investment. Again, yeah. $270 back in 1992, 30 years later. Now, now, I don't know in 92 if that was high grade, mid grade, what grade. Let's call it mid grade, mid to high grade. So a, a four and a half to a 5.0, you're looking at $5,000. Now, you you know, 10 times your money in, in 30 years. That's that's pretty good. That's a good, pretty good rate of return. Yeah. So in the next 30 years, is this book going to go from 5,000 to 50,000? Probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think too, I will say like when it comes to buying it raw, a couple of things, right. You can obviously find out if it's complete just by looking through it. Like again, if you're buying this book raw, you need to open it up a hundred percent. Right. And if the dealer says, no, you can't open it up, then you need to move on. Like, so you need to be able to verify for yourself. It's got that marble value stamp and verify it's complete. Uh, when it comes to the stain, like with my ASM 252, like unless they added some stain and handling it at CGC, like if I got a Hulk 181 in the condition that the ASM 252 is, could not care less, right? It's all about how it looks and presentation wise, especially once it's in a slab. If there's a stain on the inside, I'm never going to see it again. Like, right, totally but I think I, that. I meant that if you thought you were getting a higher grade or something, you know, you thought you bought a higher grade and got. Oh, you know, oh, got it, got it, got it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. To me, presentation, I, exactly. But if you get totally. surprised, that's all. Totally, thing. yeah. And that's why if you're buying it raw, you have every right to flip through that book and know what you're putting that much money down on. Um, the I, I think the biggest scare when it comes to buying something raw like this is if you get a stored copy. And I, you know, there are YouTube videos to look at how to expect for color or restoration and things like that. I, by no means, am an expert. But the green label is, you know, the purple label, if it's restored, is just as bad, if not worse, than the uh, green label. So hence why it's like, yeah, the preference is to get this graded. You know what you got. It's set in stone. Um, and you know what you're buying. Yeah, and the, the collection, the gentleman I spoke to at the show that had the collection, the one he did have was restored. You could see when you opened up the book on the inside, there was um, Sharpie, like, bled through on it red sharpie so you could see that so again i you know if you want a raw one to say i got it and and if the, the price for me would have to be almost in half yeah and but still at that point let's say you know a four and a half let's just call it i know what i see it for i think it's it like was four thousand four thousand i think I, I i saw one either i think a four and a half i saw for under three okay right graded and then you see a couple restored ones at two. Okay, or or you know, I still at four thousand or let's just let's call it three, three thousand on a four and a half if that's where it's at. Good pre present presenting book, four thousand bucks on a excuse me three thousand bucks on a book, a lot of money. You got a restored one at two, even fifteen hundred. I mean, you could buy a lot more with that. So, is it a good investment at that point? You yeah, know, if you just want to have it. I don't know. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah, if it's restored, if it's incomplete, it's I would say it's not. Because, again, you're going to pay a premium on it. Like, they're going to make you pay a little bit more for it, I'm assuming, because it's a whole point 81. 
And then will it be worth that much? I don't think you, I, I don't, I, I'd be shocked to find a restored or an incomplete Hulk 181 at the price that you could then make off of it. Right. Like I feel like you're always going to pay over the top on that. So you might as well just put that money and save a little more and get one that is complete with the stamp unrestored. Unrestored. Well, yeah. that, a recent acquisition I had was you were involved with that, the uh, Silver Surfer 4. Yeah. It's a, it's a two and a half. Again, it, I think it was 500 bucks or less. Right. I don't know if that was a good, I think that was a good price because it's the book I want to display because it's a classic cover. I don't think $1,500, $2,000, at least in my world, is something I want to put on a book just to display to say I have, you know, a, a low. I'd want a higher grade copy of this book than that, than a two and a half. Even though my Silver Surfer displays well, um, for 500 bucks, I think that's okay. All day I'd, I'd do that for a classic cover. I don't think you're going to find a Hulk book for less than two grand. And that's a pretty good price to pay for a low grade copy. And and that's, again, like you said, the premium on this book is what commands that, um, you know, it's a grill everyone's wanted and that's your pain for it. And that's the stinky part about it is that, you know, you and I just want a copy to display. We don't want the nine, eight, the nine, nine. We want that one to display. So we have it. The, yeah. you know, the toy we always wanted, never, never got. Now we can get it, but for a reasonable price, that at least we're not going to lose your ass on it and that you're going to at least it's going to hold its value. And, and, you know, so that's why no restored, no qualified, but even a low grade, I think is not in that simple, you know, it's, it's not an easy transaction. You're not going to find one for that cheap. Yeah. You know, it's going to look like crap and that's where I'm going to get it for it. It's going to be a ripped up cover and you're not going to be able, it's not going to look that good, right? A four and a half, four, three and a half is probably going to be a nice displaying copy Anything under than that is going to be a crappy showing and you're still going to pay a good chunk of money for it. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the rub with this book is that, that, you know, you and I are thinking through that. There's so many copies available that makes it so hard to just pull the trigger because the one you buy, another one may show up the next day. Yeah. And I you think know? too, like when we talk about this book in terms of investment purposes, you'll hear a lot of people say it's not the best investment because there are, a lot of copies out there, right? It's a Bronze Age book. And like I said, there's a dozen on eBay every day. Two or three will pop up through Instagram. Like this book is readily available. The thing you got to think about is when it comes to superheroes, right? Obviously there was Superman was the first, then there was Batman, right? But from there, right, it's Spider-Man and it's Wolverine. I mean, these are the top four superheroes out there. And, you know, you could even say like Spider-Man and Wolverine and have probably overtaken Superman in popularity. Uh, probably Batman's probably going to be right up there. Um, so even though there is a lot of copies, like this is a book that anyone that is a serious collector wants at least one of. Because of that, it will always have a high demand and a high cost. Now, are there books that you can buy for $3,000 that will be a better return on your investment? Absolutely. Absolutely, right? This thing is all about what it means to the collector right everyone loves wolverine he is the most popular character out there um so and if you're a serious collector this is a book that is like a foundational piece in your collection yeah i, th I think when i when i hear most um most of the collectors talking they always say collect what you like mm -hmm. and again there's better books that might appraise better might you know it might be a better investment 
but for what we would like, this is the definite book. And there's many people out there like us. That's why we made this video. You know, we it's a book that has avoided us. Like the few times I've gone hunting, I never see the deer out there, but then they're in my backyard eating my shrubs and eating my pumpkins over Halloween, annoying me. But um, this book is, you know, was available to me years ago. I didn't buy it. I don't really know the exact reason that, you know, 300 bucks seems like nothing now. Not that it's nothing, but you know what I mean? Like, but back then it was more money for, for, you know, young kids. So it avoided us. And, you know, here it is back in our faces again, as we got back into collecting and my, you know, what, you know, when I got back into collecting and the first couple of things, what I've been doing is just basically buying the books that I wanted back then. And this is one of those ones I wanted, but it still was just, it's a hard one to pull the trigger on because of the price and just the thought of is it a good long-term investment or and, and coupling you know balancing the investment aspect of it which is how i think about these books and just owning it right you and i are both married if we put this kind of money down in a book would our spouses divorce us <laughs> i don't know <laughs> you know maybe don't just tell them about it you know hopefully they'll watch the video <laughs> right well as I'm we'll, get into, we'll get into how we plan to do it uh to get it uh if we get it so yeah and that's and that's uh i think that's our next topic is how we plan to get the book. Right. I yeah. Mean, I mean, yeah. I, I I'm sitting there thinking it, and that's the next logical step is how do we get it? You know, we know it's out there, know it's available. You know, is it a good investment? That's, that's, a, you know, that's, um, you know, an opinion, right? We're not here to tell anyone whether to buy the book or not investment wise. We're just for ourselves. It's more of an investment and enjoyment factor on this particular book. So how do we get it? You know, you and I were talking earlier today, you're going to, put together every book you got now that it seems, yeah. you know, it's not oh. every, it's not every book. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, like, like we just said, like, right. Like to drop $3,000 just cash is not something I am going to be able to do probably anytime soon uh, for just one book. Um, so my most likely route of acquisition will be via trade. Um, and I will say, like, I've done a lot of trading in these last uh, couple months. Um, and yeah, if you want to get good stuff, you've got to be able to give up. This is Gordon stuff. Gecko speaking, everybody. Yeah. Gordon Gecko from Wall Street. Right. You want to like, get yeah. good stuff, you got to give good stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, you're not going to get away with trading for something that's awesome by using like run filler books. Really? Right? I, I was hopeful of that. I yeah. was hopeful that I could do that. So, like, you have to make the decision like, what is more important to you, the whole coin 81? or this it's a great key but is it as important to you right so like i'll give you i'll give you an example of like a book i use in a trade right recently uh, i had an asm uh 41 first appearance of rhino it was a lower grade copy estimated it was raw estimated about 3.0 um and i found it for 60 dollars a while back right i got 300 in trade value for that book Right. So when it comes to me hunting Hulk 181, right, it is acquiring books that I get good deal on that, as JP like says, you get good margin on and then packaging those up. So like a couple of books um, that I was talking to JP about, right, I got a Secret Wars 8 that's coming back. It's going to be a 9.4. Um, that's something I had added in my trade book. We were like, oh, that's a great book. It's high, high grade. Why would you want to get rid of it? You know, my thought would be is that like Secret Wars 8 is an easily acquired book that isn't $3,000, right? You can get a Secret Wars 8 raw high grade copy, you know, for under $200 these days. Um, not again, that's 
obviously a lot of money for one book. And you could even, if you hunt, you can probably find them out there for even cheaper. And there's a lot of them, right? So they're easily reacquired if you did want to get them back. So to me, that's a good use of something um, to get the Hulk 81, which is a lot harder for me to acquire. Yeah. And, and see, that's probably where I, 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 the rub for me is, is that, you know, I've been acquiring the books I've wanted as a kid now, as of, you know, lately. And I've done that through finding things at antique stores and flea markets and whatnot, finding margin and then basically trading up to get those. And, you know, again, this Hulk book, I expect to find in the wild, like in a flea market or antique store. I expect it to happen. I don't know. I, I'm in my head. I think it's out there. And over the last six to eight months, I found some neat things in the antique store, none of which were Hulk 181 or 180 or, you know, it's usually some issue with, I found a 182, but it was missing a stamp. So, you know, the guy wanted like 200 bucks for it. So that's not a, like a rare find there. Cause he's, he wanted what it was worth, but I did find like a, it was called bone number one, second printing and bone two, first printing. I think I got them for around 60 bucks. The books themselves are worth about four or $500, let's say. So I was able to trade those to get a ASM 238. I, I don't want to trade my 238 to get the Hulk 181, right? Because I wanted that 238. I had that as a kid and, uh, you know, I, I lost it somehow in a trade, you know. Same with that Secret Wars. That was a book that I got into collecting and I was young at the time and wasn't a huge collector, but I just missed getting that book by, you know, a couple months. Yeah. I, I could have had that raw back, you know, you know, right from the store. Totally. Um, and this, this kind of all goes back to that kind of what we're talking about, collect what you like, right? A, one, sentimental value of a book is is one thing, right? Like if you've had that, you've collected, you've had this copy for 25 years and you're, from when you were a kid, you remember buying it off the rack. That book may only be worth $50, but to you, it's worth a lot more because of that sentimental value, right? right. That's one factor to, to come in. But when it comes into collect what you like, you said ASM 238, right? You can get a lot of money back on that, but you want that book, right? So you hold that one, right? Bone isn't a book that you really care about. But there's right. a lot of people that do like bone. True. Right. Yep. So you got it for a good deal. You got good margin on it, but it doesn't fit the bill of a book you like. Therefore, it is expendable to you. Right. Another True. book, another way also to look at this in the training book. So another book that I will put in um, towards my Hulk 181 pool is Hulk 340, which is that which awesome I, Todd McFarlane cover with that hurts. That hurts when you say that. <laughs> and the re the reflection of Hulk. And I mean it is a awesome epic iconic whatever you want to call it cover it is so awesome but it's like the rematch of hulk versus wolverine and so if you use that to get hulk 181 do you want 340 as much maybe not right so therefore that's another way to look at this in terms of when it comes to giving up what uh you have to get what you want um and and that happened to me this year when i got back into it i i wanted a asm 300 and i went and bought one and then i was able to acquire a graded version of it I, I thought a fairly high grade on it a higher grade and so i traded the 300 and i got the raw one and i got a bunch of books and one of those books was an asm 135 considered again 134 and 135 are both considered second appearances or cameos one over the other one the 135 is worth more just like hulk 181 versus 180 so I opted to get that one. 
Second appearance of Punisher you're talking about, right? Yes, I'm sorry. Second appearance of Punisher. So that 135 and 134 are considered the second appearance of the Punisher. Um, You know, 135 is definitely considered more valuable, but not by much. Not like the difference between 180 and 181. But now that I, I finally acquired an ASM 129, that was expendable to me. A great again, it's a great Spider-Man book. It's a great, you know, it was a raw book. I could read through it and see the inside of the Punisher being in there and how he was drawn back then, but it was expendable to me in order to, you know, now that I have 129. Same yeah. with Ultimate Fallout. We talked about that. I, I got an Ultimate Comics one, Miles Morales second appearance. And the when I traded that 135 with a bunch of other books, I ended up getting an Ultimate Fallout 4. First appearance of Miles. I don't need Ultimate Comics one anymore, so that would be part of my trade pool or sell pool to get one eighty one, but I can't do that with three forty. I can't give that one up. I just think that's I had that book since I was a kid. Again, sentimental factors are in, involved there, um, but it was it's just I think iconic cover and and again, you know, my loss is someone's gain. Bone one is someone's uh, you know Grail book versus R one eighty one, right? So. Yeah. And they're both pretty much similar in value, I think. One's probably much rarer than the other one. But, again, to each his own, collect what you like. And, you know, maybe one day we'll go back and get those second and third appearances just to have, you know, expand our collection out. But you're looking to, you know, blow it out and get that book right in some fashion. not saying all your comics, but I just, you know, all those ones you just got back and you you work to get them, (laughs) trade them off to get the book. Yeah, I I get the the books that are all in my trade pool are all – stuff I've collected since I started collecting, which is just back in May. So I don't have that 25 year sentimental value back on it. And again, I do think the ones that are, so a couple other ones I would say like, already that I have my triple since we're talking about them, like we said, Secret Wars 8, the Hulk 340, uh, ASM 316. Um, what else was there? Oh, the, the big one I would say that was kind of hard, will be hard if I do end up using it, would be the Marvel Super Heroes 20. Uh, which is the first Doom solo story. It's got that awesome cover with Doom, like kind of screaming, uh, you know, because I have, you know, big ambitions as well. And like two books I would also want in terms of what I want for Dr. Doom would be Fantastic Four Annual 2, uh, which is his origin. So if I would get that, you know, that would kind of surpass the MSH 20, right? And then I have high, obviously loftier dreams of an FF5, first appearance of Dr. Doom. If I got that, and I had FFNL too, like I'm not missing MSH 20 as much. True. Uh, doesn't mean it's not a great book, but that's just kind of how I look at it. Would I love to have them all? Of course. And ultimately also as well, like neither of us are run collectors, right? So when you talk about letting go of ASM 135, like it's not like you were trying to collect ASM 1 to 300. And so it's like, well, dang, now I got to find that again. It's like, that's not, that's not what we're doing. And there are people that do that and that's awesome. Um, so that's what it's always go back to, you know, collect what you like. Yeah. And again, I don't really, I'm more into it for the, the iconic covers and for the artwork. I don't read the stories. I mean, I know the stories just from, um, from being in it for so long in the movies and, and, and reading on the internet, but I'm not, I'm not going to pick up on these books and read through it. I mean, I, I've been trying to read, I got dark Knight trade paperback and I've been trying to read that for like a month now. And I just, I just, to me, I'd like looking at the pictures over, you know, I just, maybe, uh, that's just part of how what I like about him. That's how I got into it. Um, and I was showing Rohan. I just found this today. This is the How to Draw Comics, the Marvel Way, by Bushema and Stan Lee. 
And that's what I did. That's why I bought 340 was to learn how to draw Hulk and Wolverine, just like McFarlane did. And so that's why I would keep that book. But again, um, this cover is just so iconic itself that, you know, it has to be had at some point. We got to find it. We got to get that rifle out. We got to get that book somehow. And uh, that should be a, a, a good plug for episode three. It's actually going to be JP Bob Ross style, just drawing Hulk 340 in his best. <laughs> <laughs> with, with my hair, it won't look the same as Bob Ross, but, uh, you know, but that would be, uh, that'd be interesting in itself. <laughs> But I think for myself acquiring it, I don't know if I'll trade out that much to it. I'm just going to have to get a job at Domino's and get hope for some tips and uh, and buy the book. We'll see. Yeah, and that's another great way. If you have like some kind of side hustle that you can collect money that is you know outside of what you need for your bills and your kids and things like that, that's also a great way to go about that. Um, yeah, it, and there, I mean, again... I live in an area where a lot of people like to hunt and they have guns and they like to go hunt deer. And again, deer are plentiful and people just like the thrill of the hunt. I enjoy getting out there, not hunting, but hunting for comics. Again, kind of, I'm not a nerd. I'm not a geek, but we like to uh, go through those long boxes and find them that way. I doubt we'll ever find the Hulk 181 in there, but again, trying to acquire it is the fun of it. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think like, would it be great to be super rich? I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, you yeah. can say besides yes. Hulk 181, it's just the, you know, the Lamborghini, the, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, but I mean, just the yacht. <laughs> lots of things. Right. But like when it comes to comic book hunting, if you were super rich and just could go buy whatever you wanted, like, I mean, it'd be cool to have this huge collection. That's awesome. But like, like you said, like, at least for me, part of the fun is like, okay, this is what we've got to strategize for. We've got a game for it and oh, we got to go make it happen. Right. That to me is a lot more fun. Plus then that book that I get, which in this case is Hulk 181, has that sentimental value that we were just talking about, right? It means a lot more to you because you worked your butt off to get it versus just like, oh, I just popped into the trust fund, pulled out 5K, boom, 181. And that, you know, some of the books I bought on eBay are kind of like don't have that great story to them, like finding things in the wild and trading for something else. And again, it sometimes I just got to, I just got to reach into eBay and get it out that way because it's hard to find some things like I've been looking for a century one for a while. And I finally and I found on eBay because they're all over the place and bought it. And I may have to do that for Hulk 181, but it's going to come through some hard work of slinging pizzas, uh, you know, trading margin books or, you know, winning the lottery. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, but again, it's just it's the thrill of the hunt and, uh, you know, trying to figure out how we're going to get it. The most um the most efficient way i guess um that we can without you know without breaking the bank and again could we break the bank sure um you know we're not you know it we i guess it comes down to the thrill of it and doing it the right way in our heads right someone else might just have a trust fund or say the heck with it i'm buying it you and i are very um you know methodical about how we're going to do this and again mike tyson said years ago everyone has a plan that they get punched in the mouth and I have a plan to get this book and I might do it completely different than yeah, what we're saying. Totally. Right? <laughs> I don't know, but I plan to get this book in 2023. And I think that's a good segue for our next show, which is going to be, I, I think you and I were talking about what we, what we got in 2022 and what we're looking to get next year and how the movies are going to affect that. I say, and I don't think there's a movie next year coming out for Hulk or Wolverine that will affect it, but there's going to be a lot of talk about that Deadpool movie that's going to probably move this book. So 
the sooner we get it, the better. Um, I'm just hoping, uh, you know, Domino's or Pizza Hut's hiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's our next episode. Right? We're going to go through the 2023 slate MCU movies, talk about them, see what we're excited about, see what's related to it. Um, so look forward to that. And uh, you know, if you like what you hear, it give us a, a like, comment, subscribe, uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, definitely look us up on Instagram. Uh, like to hear, you know, on Instagram or like the show here on the on the Absolute Geek Podcast Network. You know, Absolute Game of Nerds, the show. You know, give us a like, shoot us a comment, find us on Instagram, uh, and tell us what your thoughts are on how you acquired your Hulk One Eighty One or how you plan to do it, and if you think. Our ideas are good. Our ideas are bad. You know. Yeah, if you're someone that's got a Hulk One Eighty One that you got a story about, definitely come talk to us about. It. I would love. Again, you have, I'm Rohan at Back in the Game Comics. JP's 1977 Nerd Alert. Like, we're always down to talk comics. We'd love to hear any of your stories. And if you're a trust fund guy that just pulled that out and got a Hulk One Eighty One, I'll still talk to you about it. It's uh, still awesome. Yeah, we don't want to be jealous, but if you yeah. want to trade it, we're we. You know, we obviously heard what Rohan's willing to trade. You know. I, you know, maybe in a couple months I'll have pizza money to buy it. We'll see. So, uh, yeah. you know, keep us in mind if you want to sell one. But again, it's it's always it's fun to talk comics. We're the non-geek, non-nerds that like to talk comics. And, uh, you know, the thrill of the hunt is what uh, what got us back into it. So, again, appreciate it. Look us up on uh, on the social media. And uh, until next time, peace. Later, guys. Nice. Right around 40 minutes. That's perfect.